welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada. After 18 years of working with patients to help them take on better habits for health and wellness, as well as a year of personal monthly habit challenges, I've learned how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So I'm getting intentional about my habits and routines, and I'm hoping to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 134 of the Improvement Project podcast, and today I want to revisit the concept of how the people you hang out with and surround yourself with have an enormous effect on your habits, both for good and for bad. The most important tool that we have that we often don't think about for living a better life and for being a better human is other people. The people we surround ourselves with are the biggest influence on our behavior, attitudes, and results. Who you are around, what they've got you thinking, saying, doing, and becoming sets the course of your life. You might have heard this quote by motivational speaker Jim Rohn. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. The people you spend the most time with shape who you are. They determine what conversations dominate your attention. They influence the attitudes and behaviors to which you are regularly exposed. Eventually, you start to think like they think and behave like they behave. According to research by social psychologist Dr. David McClellan of Harvard, the people you habitually associate with determine as much as 95% of your success or failure in life. Wow. I guess all of us better start paying more attention to who we're hanging out with. As usual, I will bring in the words of my online pretend best friend, James Clear. Here is a quote from him that drives home the point that the power of the effect of the people you surround yourself with cannot be overstated. Whenever you hang out with people that reinforce your good habits, you are naturally crowding out your bad habits at the same time. James is so great. He also says, the people you spend time with can lengthen your life or shorten it, can make your goals seem achievable or impossible, and can fill you with energy or suck it out of you. The people around you can impact your health, your income, and your level of success in most matters. In other words, the people around you are either your greatest asset or your greatest challenge. The good news is that you can surround yourself with the type of people who can help you achieve your goals no matter what they are. Want to work out more? Become part of a group where working out is normal. Not a goal, not an event, just part of the lifestyle. Want to do better work? Surround yourself with people who make each day a work of art rather than seeing work as a reason to clock in and clock out. Want to live a life of service? Step into a group where service is part of the day-to-day routine. Lasting behavior modification happens when it's part of the cultural norm. Let's go back to health for a second, because this is an outcome that I have invested a lot of time and education and sweat in. So I want to really understand this and pass it on to you. If you're not sure that you believe that who you hang out with can have an effect on your health, let's go to the literature. One study in the New England Journal of Medicine found that if your friend becomes obese, then you have a 57% chance of increasing obesity yourself, even if your friend lives hundreds of miles away. It sounds simple, but if you have close connections with unhealthy people, then it's more likely that you'll be unhealthy yourself. In other words, illness isn't just something you catch, it's something you imitate as well. Thankfully, there is good news. Healthy lifestyles are also contagious. 
Every goal becomes more achievable when you hang out with people who are already achieving it. The people who have already walked through the fire can help you to do the same. On the podcast in the past, Jenny and I have discussed a little bit about the idea of keystone habits. These are the healthy habits that, as the name implies, support other healthy habits and make them more possible or help them to fall into place. Charles Duhigg, who is the author of the book, The Power of Habit, defines a keystone habit as small changes or habits that people introduce into their routines that unintentionally carry over into other aspects of their lives. We'll talk more about keystone habits again in a future episode, but here's a quick example using a habit that we have talked about regularly, making your bed. According to Duhigg, making your bed every morning is correlated with better productivity, a greater sense of well-being, and stronger skills at sticking with a budget. Now, Duhigg is not saying that making your bed will cause you to be a better budgeter, but maybe that habit gives you a quick win that makes it easier to achieve other wins. It unlocks the ability within you or increases your capacity for discipline or clears your mind enough that reaching those other goals just comes naturally. We've talked in the past about how the satisfaction of one completed habit loop in the making of your bed gives you motivation to take on the next thing. I know from personal experience that when you set out to create better habits for yourself and become the best version of yourself, It can feel overwhelming with all of the new healthy habits that you have to focus on. I think that at this time of year in particular, it's common that people are in this place where they want to do all the things and they have resolved that this will be the year for better habits around food, exercise, sleep, meditation, gratitude, relationships, etc, etc, etc. It feels overwhelming even to say it out loud. No wonder people usually abandon these resolutions so quickly. So there is something so awesome about the idea of a keystone habit as simple as making my bed, for example, that will set me up for success in other habits in a way that doesn't even feel like extra work and in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming. Okay, so that gives you a quick review of what a keystone habit is. And the reason I wanted to do this quick review is because it relates to today's subject matter of the people you surround yourself with or your community. My online pretend best friend, James Clear, talks about creating a keystone community. He says that a keystone community is a small group of people who make it easier to accomplish your goals in life. A keystone community is the group or team that pushes you forward, makes you better, and is there for you to rely upon when you need them. These are the type of people who make change easier. A keystone community is filled with the type of people who make your life click. By the way, this is exactly what we are working to build here at the Improvement Project podcast and in our Facebook group, a community that makes it easier for you to build healthy habits and routines, to work on being more productive and creative, and on being the best version of you. As part of this community, you may have participated in our beginning of the year seven-day habits challenge. And if you didn't, don't worry, another one will be coming up in the next couple of months. But throughout that challenge, we explored ways that you could change up or tweak the systems in your life to make it more likely that you'll remain consistent with your new healthy habits this year. One of the ways that we examined the lifestyle that can lead to good habits, or bad, was to look around at the people who we hang out with the most. So think about it for a second now. Who are the people that you spend the most time with? Do these people regularly do the habit that you are trying to lock in? Are these people some of the people that you think would be in your keystone community. 
One of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture or hang out with a group where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. Or said another way, new habits seem achievable when you see others accomplishing them every day. Now, this can be a tough one. The people we hang out with the most are usually the people that we love the most. And if they aren't into the healthy habit that you are moving toward, it can make you feel like making a change is impossible. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to ditch your family and friends, but I am going to ask you to increase your awareness about those closest to you and the habit that you want to lock in. If your people are not into that particular habit, I recommend finding a way to add some people who are into the habit. We want you to look for a community, a keystone community that will allow you to be more likely to be successful with your new healthy habits. So some examples of this are joining a gym, obviously when it is safe and available to do so, or joining a support group, or even just interacting with other humans online that are into the new healthy habit that you are practicing. A great example of a place where such people exist, of course, is the Improvement Project Facebook group, which has all sorts of amazing humans who are working on being the best version of themselves. Now, before I finish talking about this subject of your people and your habits, I want to bring up or reiterate a common challenge that people have let me know about when they are trying to start a new healthy habit. People will say to me, Peggy, but my husband is not on board and they don't or won't do this habit. And it makes it an extra hurdle to try and lock it in as a result. Now I used husband in this example, but it could be wife, it could be friend, it could be whoever the relationship is. Well, here's where things often get interesting, friends. No promises, but your spouse has people that they hang out with too, And if you didn't notice, one of them is you. So when you worry less about what they are doing and you focus on the good healthy habit for you with the help of your new Keystone community, your spouse may be influenced to make a change just because they are watching you. Now this is more common outcome than you think. Even in my world, my husband John is not necessarily all rah-rah about making healthy changes. And it used to frustrate me because of course I want him to be healthy and have good habits. After much encouragement, or what some might refer to as nagging, I finally decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore, and I changed tack, and I just did my own thing and stopped bugging him about getting going on his healthier habits. And you know what happened? Without me saying anything, he started making small changes and following my lead. Now, I don't think he'll ever be the guy that leads the way with healthy habits in our household, but he is watching what I do, and because I'm one of his people, it influences choices even if he wouldn't necessarily admit that out loud. So this may or may not happen in your household, but even if it doesn't, you have control over what you do, and that's pretty much it. So get yourself surrounded by people that do what you want to do, either in real life or online, and get after it. You may be surprised by the magic that happens. Speaking of people that you surround yourself with, I want you to know that I've got your back. I'm invested in your success. I create an episode of this podcast every week, not only because I'm interested in being a better human, but also because I want to see you succeed with your dreams and goals too. If you feel like you don't have a Keystone community, reach out to me. I do my best to respond to every comment and DM on the socials, as well as every email that you send me. If you don't already receive my weekly newsletter, make sure you head over to drpeggymalone.com to sign up. 
The Facebook group is also a great place where you can find like-minded people that can help support you as you make positive changes on the way to being your best you. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Let me know if this episode helped you to increase your awareness about the people you are hanging out with and where you are spending your energy. Also, let me know, do you have a Keystone community? Do you have a group of people that are helping you to maintain your healthy habit, to hold you accountable to your healthy habit? I'm curious about this and I definitely want to know. For questions or comments, send an email to theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone and you can always get my attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. As usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. If this episode was helpful at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find this podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. And remember, we also have a Facebook group. I mentioned it a couple of times in this episode, and it's a great place to find like-minded, fabulous humans that are on a similar path. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in and I'll add you to the group. Until next time, my friends, stay focused and get after it. Mm-hmm.